Tunes Mint, a podcast about love stories in all shapes and sizes. Hi. <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> we always catch little glimpses of us saying the exact same thing at the exact same time. Yeah. It's so, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Maybe it's not that bizarre, but I don't know. I it it's a little weird. It would be if we had like all the time in the world and we could just compile like <laughs> a short video of all of them. That'd be cool. It'd be funny. The The funniest one was when we like had a technical difficulty. Like I think your Wi-Fi went out or my Wi-Fi went out. Yeah. And then we said hello at the same time, but we couldn't hear each other. Yeah. So it was just weird. We were both like hello into the <laughs> ether. <laughs> at the exact same time. Yeah. From a state away. Yeah. Speaking of states, states. (laughs) (laughs) but before that, how are you? Do you have any updates? Um, I mean, the main update is that school has started again, Uh Um, and that is what it is. My second update, I just noticed before we started that this plant behind me is so sad and almost dead, Yeah, and I... I I want so badly to be a plant person. Yep. I feel like it's like I have that kind of vibe, but yeah. I'm just not. Right. I, think I can't do it. This. I want to. I yeah. want to, but I just don't have the, I don't know, hunger. Yeah. <laughs> I put, it's just, I can never do it right. I feel like I usually overwater things. Mm. So this one, I put this plant up here before school started. So like in August. Yeah. Or sorry, no, in September. And yeah. I haven't watered it since. And it's been thriving. But then wow. I left it alone over, mm. you know, winter break when I didn't come in here at all. And yeah, so I just gave it some water from my hydro flask. So hopefully <laughs> that will make up for the fact that I've neglected it. <laughs> okay, you're giving me so much anxiety right now because I have <laughs> one plant that my sister gave me one year ago. Oh, and no. It's still alive for Christmas. She gave it to me. And she knows I don't like plants and she's so into plants. She's like a plant goddess. And I was like, I want something really low maintenance for my desk at work. LOL. Um, <laughs> but now it's sitting in my kitchen and I literally haven't watered it since I moved in <laughs> two months ago. Almost three. So yeah, I have this water bottle right here. I'm sure it will get some of that, but she says it's very low maintenance. So, so it's still alive. It looks great. I mean, it's probably good then. Yeah. It's, it's funny because Zane's mom is really into plants and she always gives me plants and I have to come back to her two months later and be like, I Help. killed it. <laughs> resuscitate. It's, it's gone. <laughs> but no. Do not resuscitate. Um, do you, what are your thoughts on fake plants? Because I really want to, I like the vibe of plants, mm-hmm. like the, the picture or the aesthetic mm-hmm. the picture. But do you think they're tacky? Are they tacky? I think if you find good ones, they're not. Like, I have this one. So, I have an office at school, which I haven't been to forever. But um, there's no windows. It's just literally a brick wall. It's like a closet, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So, I have um, this fake plant in there that I got at Marshall's, I think. And it Mm -hmm. looks really real. And I'd say it's it's a good vibe. So, I think if you find good ones. Okay. That gives me the vote of confidence because yeah. I always go to Marshalls and see fake plants and I'm like, but then I'm like, oh, it's, it's like this specific one that has kind of like a fuzz on it. So it looks. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to our plant podcast. <laughs> <laughs> our fake plant. Poster yeah. plant. 
a poser plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any updates besides your plan update? Um, no. Well, this morning. Okay, so yesterday I went for a walk with my parents on this, like an exercise walk, like an uphill walk. You know, <laughs> not just like a jaunt. It was yeah. like a burn calories walk. And um, Jack came too, which I was uh, not um, optimistic about because he's not a very athletic dog. Yeah, he has but, little legs. Yeah, he does. And can't breathe. Not his fault. <laughs> Same. And, <laughs> yeah. um, but he made it the whole time. But oh the, the reason I was more pessimistic about it is because when he was younger, like three months ago in the summer, you know, not like crazy he would like literally n- refuse to walk and make me carry him. So I was like, okay, parents, you can bring him. But if he sits down, I'm not carrying him because he's heavy. He's 20 pounds. And um, anyways, so we went for a walk. And then last night I was like, okay, that was good. That was a good walk. So I was like, okay, mom, let's meet at 645 tomorrow and go walk again. And Wait, a.m. or p.m.? A.m. That's a I mean, wait. I'm a morning person, so I don't mind waking up early, mm-hmm. but waking up early in the dark, rain, yeah, was not it. Yeah. And I was like, Kendall, I just texted my mom, I'm like, we don't really have to, <laughs> you know? And she's like, no, we're going. And I was like, all right, fine. So anyways, That's I thought hilarious. it'd be nice to start my day like that, but... In theory, it seems nice, but I think especially when you're outside and you're right with the wet and you just yeah. feel gross and... Yeah, it wasn't a good start. Yeah. I mean, I feel a little bit accomplished, but mostly I'm just tired and I'm just like... (laughs) And then you have to work. (laughs) Yeah. How stupid. Oh, that was my other thing is like I had a 15-day weekend and now I'm like, how do you go back to work after that? Yeah. So I'm just complaining about my very minuscule problems, (laughs) but you know. I mean, Um, it's a lot. It is. So I got this happy light mm-hmm. for Christmas, which for those people that don't know is for people that want some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Want an uh, illusion <laughs> of, it, it gives off the same light stuff as outside light. This is the worst <laughs> explanation of life. Do you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. Do you have a better explanation? Or it's just a light that like mimics the mimics. light that you get from the sun and gives right. you all the good stuff that you should get from the sun when you right. can't get it because there's right. no sun. <laughs> I.e. living in the Pacific Northwest. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I was really excited about it. But then I used it today and I think it caused the migraine that I'm having right now. So that would be sad. Maybe yeah. I, can I just put it in like another corner and not like directly looking at me? I, no, I think you have to be a, a pretty close oh, to it. Or else you don't absorb it. And it's... But I have a hack for anybody who Ooh. does have a happy light or if it's not actually the cause of your migraines, which is that you use the light to do your makeup. Oh, that makes sense. Right. And then it's natural light. And yep. you, you look at, oh, that's good. And you're up close to it and it takes yeah. you a while. Like if you take your time in the morning and yeah. you're just, I, I'm a person who likes to like take my time and, you know, even if I get up a little bit earlier. Yeah. So I have time to ease into the day. So it's perfect yeah. to just put the light there and yeah, yeah. Then you have your light. I love that. Perfect. Okay. Enough of yes. that. Um, okay. So love facts. <laughs> sure love facts that have nothing to do with love same for me same perfect um how many do you have i have four i have three okay 
I'll go first. Okay. Hopefully we don't have any of the same. I don't know what you did, but I focused on Seattle stuff. Um, okay. Oh, no, I didn't do Seattle stuff. Okay, perfect. I have seven movies or shows that are based in Seattle. <gasps> do you want to try oh. to guess or do you want me to tell you? Um, let me guess. Okay. Okay. Sleepless in Seattle. Check. Twilight. Check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. Really? <laughs> Come on. You Okay, you've got one more. Think think out of Seattle a little bit. Even though they say it's in Seattle, but it's not. Out of Seattle. Come on. Can you give me a hint? School. Tacoma. Oh, uh, 10 Things I Hate yes. About You. Yes. Okay, should we, should we tell us, like, our connection sure. to that? Yeah. Um. So, 10 Things I Hate About You said it was filmed in Seattle, but it was filmed in Tacoma. Well, maybe it does say it's filmed in Tacoma. But anyways, it's filmed in Tacoma at a local high school called Stadium High School. And that looks kind of like Hogwarts. And it's filmed in a house in Tacoma, which was in the same neighborhood as our college we went to. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen the movie. Really? Yeah. You should watch it. It's like a cute, like, you know, I don't know, teenage yeah. coming of age. <laughs> okay. So that's, those are all th- the only three you got? Yep. Okay. That's it. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, duh. Yeah. Say Anything, which is similar to 10 Things I Hate About You. Huh. Frasier. Oh. And Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> so there's, I, I feel like I knew that one. Yeah. There's definitely more. Seattle is definitely like a sexy crime yeah. vibe. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at least in the media. I don't think in real life. Well, the crime murderers. There's more than one. So, um, I'm taking us back to the basics. Okay. And I'm also taking us back to Facts for Kids. <gasps> so, according to Pacific Northwest Facts for Kids. I love that. The Pacific Northwest is a region of North America that typically includes Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and the Canadian province of British Columbia. Hmm. I don't usually associate Idaho that much with the Pacific Northwest, but I, I guess. I think anything... I don't... Is this the case in Oregon? I think it is. Like, how it's, like, separated. Like, Western Washington, Eastern Oregon is, like, two different states. Right. And I associate Idaho with Eastern Washington, which does not fit into the PNW lifestyle. Right. So, uh, the definition is a little contested. Yeah. um, But sometimes it also includes Southeastern Alaska, Northern California, and Western Montana. Wow. So... There are variations. Hmm. Um, the region is home to a bunch of different indigenous peoples, and Europe- European presence in the region started in the 1500s. Boo. Boo! And in the 1880s, with the help of good old Lewis and Clark, official American settlement of the region began. Boo! As the territories gained statehood and white people took the land that they wanted to. Which brings me to the question, did you learn about the Oregon Trail growing up yeah. in Washington? Yeah. Like, how much? Uh, well, not the bad parts. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, how much time did you spend learning about the Oregon Trail? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I don't really remember. I couldn't tell you the facts, but I remember uh, I remember it enough, you know, so it, it must have been yeah. a, a, some section of time dedicated. Yeah. Growing up in Oregon, I feel like I spent 
all of my fourth grade year learning oh, really? about the Oregon Trail. Yeah. Hmm. And I was like, I've had enough. Yeah. Honestly, every, like, after elementary school, I just blocked <laughs> out all the things I learned because you just learn new things in middle school. Same thing in high school. Same thing in college. <laughs> so, I don't, moral of the story, I don't retain anything. Uh, as you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> as you should? As you, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, is that your love fact? Well, yes. why are we calling it a love fact? okay so sticking on the seattle theme i have nine things that seattle is known for okay in the same vein do you want to guess again or not yeah okay rain these are more like things not oh like like, uh the space needle yep um (laughs) pig's place (laughs) yeah um that's my guess. I'm not, okay. I don't know geography oh, very okay. well. I mean, you didn't live in Seattle. I wouldn't, you know. Um, Nirvana. Yep. The gum wall, which is gross. Yep. Nasty. Uh, the Fremont Troll. Mm-hmm. Seattle Parks and Beaches, which I thought was kind of funny, but. That's like a cop out. I know. But like <laughs> Alki Beach and Gasworks. Gasworks is pretty well known, I think. But also for people who have never been to the pacific northwest beaches is a very loose term like it's all rocks <laughs> there's no there's very little sand alki beach has sand but that's like rare so you have to wear a hoodie and sweats and rain boots every time you go to a beach <laughs> um coffee culture coffee culture oh that was the last one mm-hmm. so oh good yeah. those are good yeah i was gonna say rain and coffee so rain rain for sure for sure yeah yeah um well my second love fact that is not a love fact is um about cascadia so Mm. the pacific northwest is also sometimes known as cascadia and it has a long and confusing history but some people want cascadia to secede from the united states and form its own little nation state which i think is funny um, and it's primarily about ecology and environmental concerns since Cascadia shares similar ecologies and since the people in the region are generally known for wanting more progressive environmental policies. But as you were just saying, uh, it's important to note that there are like big divisions, yeah. especially in Oregon and Washington between uh, especially like the West and the Eastern yeah. parts of the state. So it's really it's truly insane, like driving from one side to the other you notice a like visible shift in energy in like you i mean i'm just gonna say as soon as you cross (laughs) over the mountains trump (laughs) is everywhere it's just in confederate flags unfortunately it's just like bizarre you think you're in oh i'm not gonna say i was gonna say you think you're in the south (laughs) but it's it's just so weird to go from one extreme to the other it's crazy Mm -hmm. so yeah that's my that's my second one okay I have two not related random facts about um, Seattle that I thought were fun. Okay. I Did you know that Seattle buys the most sunglasses per capita more than any other city? What? Yeah. Which is so funny. Obviously, it's ironic because it rains all the time. Maybe people are just like compensating, you know? Well, the, they <laughs> said like even though it rains all the time and it's overcast, that, that can be just as bright as sun. It's true. Not worse. So um also this isn't related but i just put them into one um so seattle is known as the emerald city but Mm -hmm. it was first known as the queen city and this was given 
Uh, this nickname was given by a Portland real estate company who used it in a pamphlet saying it was the future queen city of the Pacific, but then was changed to Emerald City in 1982. Do you know why it's called the Emerald City? Um, because it's green, like lush oh. and green and vibrant. Interesting. What queen were they referring to? I think they're just saying it's like the... Oh, it's like, it's the queen. Yeah, it's going to be like, you know, that city. It's that city. Well, I mean, they weren't that, that wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I have some of my own fun facts about the Pacific Northwest, fun. not just Seattle. So, 68% of the country's apples come from Washington. Wow. Which has 175,000 acres of apple orchards. Wow. Isn't that so much? That, you know, in that same vein, <laughs> I think, I think, um, I realize how lucky we are to have such access to fresh food because mm-hmm. like thinking about like the, I was going to say flyover states, but that's probably a mean way of saying it, yeah. but the Midwest and, you know, middle of the country to have like fresh fish and stuff. That's mm-hmm. not yeah. as prevalent. And I don't, I never really thought about that because I've only lived here my whole life, but fresh yeah. produce and fresh fish, it's. A luxury. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of fresh produce, (laughs) I guess Idaho, um, if you count it as part of the Pacific Northwest, Mm -hmm. um, has over 11.8 million acres of ranches and farms, and it supplies 32% of the country's potatoes. Wow. Which, if Idaho is known for potatoes and they supply only 30%, then... Washington should be, you know, famous for the apples. I mean, it is, right? I feel like it should be more so, though. Like, I you agree. associate Idaho with potatoes, yeah. you know? Um, Alaska has the most glaciers in the U.S., and Washington is second. Oh. Well, that makes sense. At least according to Red Book Mag. I'm not a glaciologist. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, Which also just reminds me because i wrote down washington state that Mm -hmm. we i saying washington state to me is like doesn't make sense you know yeah well a lot of people like not a lot of people but whenever i would go like when i went to europe after graduation and Mm -hmm. when i've like been out of the state uh somewhere further away people will be like oh i'm from washington and they're like oh dc that's cool i'm like no no no. so i just say i'm from seattle because then you don't have to have that extra two-second conversation that's smart yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one more, which is that Oregon is home to the largest living organism on Earth. Did you know that? Wait, what does that mean? Well, the largest living organism on Earth is a huge fungus <laughs> that spans 2.4 miles across the Blue Mountains. And um, you can see the mushroom clusters above the ground, but below the ground is this huge network of mycelia which are branching filaments and that's what spans 2.4 miles that's gross sorry it's so cool (laughs) but it's also grosses me out i just recently became a mushroom eater in the gourmet sense not the drug sense (laughs) and um i never used to like it i only like the flavor but now i'm like okay if i chop it up in small enough pieces i can do it yeah I feel like I liked mushrooms for a while, and now I don't like them anymore. Hmm. Speaking of mushrooms, that reminds me of this story from um, when we were RAs. Yeah. Um, and 
I don't know if you remember this, but we were doing room checks, just like health and safety, like making sure people didn't have like tapestries hanging where they shouldn't to, you know, <laughs> catch on fire and burn down the building. Yeah. Um, and so like we gave people warning so they could, you know, Clean do up. what they needed to do with their rooms. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> one of one of my residents um, didn't get the memo apparently yeah. or he was gone. I don't know. I think he hadn't been there for a while, but I walked into his room because we had keys to get into their rooms because he didn't answer. So I walked into his room and his mattress is like not on his bed and laid out across his bed on like paper towels are just a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of mushrooms drying. And I was like... <laughs> what is happening I, that must have been before i was an RA. If, i don't i don't if, remember that. maybe it was it, it might have been in like october because yeah. i think that's when we did the first ones um but i was like very confused and it was very weird yeah and yeah i don't have any i like i don't really have any other crazy stories except one time one of my residents just left like at the end of the year they just left and left all their stuff like every single thing they left <laughs> They're just like, bye. What'd you do? <laughs> Throw it all out. Well, you took some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our boss told us we could. Yeah, so it's garbage. You're going to throw it away. I got anyway. a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I still have it. I use it. It's great. Yeah. Oh, there man. was a printer. Well, do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> okay, now I remember that. People are crazy. The printer. Entitled yeah. kids sorry <laughs> anyways being an RA is weird <laughs> well I, we were saying who let 20 some year olds have that much responsibility you know yeah anyways okay I have one more fact let's hear it so you mentioned a little bit about how the Pacific Northwest is home to a lot of indigenous people. So I wanted to touch on that just quickly, mm -hmm. um, specifically in Seattle. Um, that is home to the Duwamish people, uh, a Lushoot seed speaking tribe, and the indigenous people of metropolitan Seattle, where they have been living since the end of the last glacial period. Which is wild. Wild. I don't even know what that means. That's like the ice age. <laughs> <laughs> um, although not recognized by the federal government, the Duwamish huh. remain an organized tribe with roughly 500 members as of 2004. And in 2009, the Duwamish tribe opened the Duwamish Longhouse and Culture Center on purchased land near the ancient settlement of Ha-Apus in West Seattle near the mouth of the Duwamish River. Take a shot every time I say Duwamish. <laughs> but just wanted to recognize that we live on stolen land and... Sorry that our ancestors suck. Yeah. Um yeah, let's we haven't updated our the charities on our website. Oh, let's suck at that. Let's yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. And do one of the I think, people. Yeah, because there's like a movement to like pay rent. Yeah. Um yeah. So we can put that there for sure. Mm-hmm. Now we have to do it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll actually remember. Yeah. Well, are you ready to hear my story? Yes. Okay, so I was having a really hard time finding something I wanted to do and that I thought was, you know, good enough. And yeah. So I was, um, like, jokingly being annoyed at Zane about it, and he was like, isn't our story enough? Oh. <laughs> I was like, shut up. 
No, it's not a long enough for a story. Sorry, Zane. (laughs) Um, But then I was like, duh, there's like the most famous Pacific Northwest uh, interesting love story. And you uh, mentioned something related briefly Mm -hmm. in your love facts, which is Nirvana. Mm -hmm. So this is the love story of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. Um, and so again, I'm obviously going to skip over stuff cause there's a lot and yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about this. So I'm excited. Perfect. I'm a bad Washingtonian. <laughs> Seattle. All of it bad. Um, and also just a little content warning. There will be, uh, stuff about drugs and suicide. So gotcha. skip ahead if you want. Um, but Kurt Donald Cobain was born February 20th, 1967 in Aberdeen, Washington to a waitress and a mechanic. And Courtney Michelle Harrison was born on July 9th, 1964 in San Francisco, California to a psychotherapist and a publisher and road manager for The Grateful Dead. Show business, fam. (laughs) Um, Kurt showed musical promise from a very early age and his parents got divorced when he was nine, which he later said had a profound effect on him. He started misbehaving, which resulted in a therapist telling his parents that he'd be better off in a single family home. So, um, his father was, what does that mean? Single family home? Like, so like not going between his mom's house and his dad's house. So just to one of them, I guess. Um, so his father granted full cust- was granted full custody of him in 1979 um but unfortunately his behavior problems continued and even more unfortunately his father sent him to live with relatives um so i i was gonna do the thing my mom does love you mom but <laughs> when you ask questions that you would have no idea the answer to like why didn't you just go with his mom like why would you know the answer to that but it just yeah. like pops up so anyways um well actually he i don't i didn't put this in here but i did read that his mom was dating um somebody abusive so that might have been why but eventually he did end up back with his mother after he was with the friends so i don't know but he moved out of his mom's house after he dropped out of high school and she was like well you need to get a job and he was like i'll leave (laughs) so he left (laughs) Um, and in 1987, alongside Chris, I don't know, I don't listen to music, so I don't know who these people are, so I don't know how to say their names. So, Chris Novoselic and Aaron Burkhardt, um, anyway, whoever they are, they formed a little band called Nirvana, (laughs) which soon... which soon became a staple of the Seattle music scene and it was part of the grunge genre. So um, here's a little bit about Courtney. After her parents divorced in 1970, Courtney's mother was granted full custody of her and the two moved to rural Marcola, Oregon, Hmm. where her mom finished her psychology degree at the University of Oregon. Cute. Yep. After her mother got remarried and then divorced again, the two moved to New Zealand and Courtney was eventually kicked out of um, her school. So her mom sent her back to Portland, Oregon, where she was raised by um, her mother's second ex-husband. So the person. So her stepdad? (laughs) So her her former stepdad. Hmm. Yeah. So. That's nice of her. Yeah. 
Um, well, when she was 14, Courtney got arrested for, for stealing from a department store in Portland, which landed her in a juvenile facility in Salem, Oregon, where um, she was introduced to Patti Smith, The Runaways, and The Pretenders, which I assume are bands. I know The Pretenders. I don't know The Runaways. I, I <laughs> You know, whatever. We're entitled Zillennials, so it's fine. We don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, well, unfortunately, Courtney went into foster care in 1979 until she was emancipated in 1980, after which she did a whole bunch of interesting things, um, which you can look up. But that also included changing her last name to Love and starting her music career. But this is about their relationship. So um, this is how they met. Their are varying accounts of when they first met. Um, one is that they met in 1989 in Portland at a nightclub called Satyricon. Satyrion? Sure. And <laughs> something. That, and another is that they met that they. Another is that they met at Dharma Bums a Dharma Bums show in Portland. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And yet another is that they met in a parking lot after a concert by the Butthole Surfers. What? Slash L7 in 1991. Okay. Yep. Um, of the meeting, or sorry, of meeting Cobain, Courtney said, he was super cute, but he carried himself as someone who didn't know that. And that was part of the charm. He didn't know he was a better looking guy than Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. Wait, were they both like well known at this point? Um, so Nirvana was taking off. I don't I don't know about Courtney though. I maybe? Truly I don't know. Okay. What I do know is that Nirvana was taking off though. So I, I assume that Courtney was also becoming more well known. I don't know. Sure. Anyway, um regardless of how they met, they eventually became a couple in nineteen ninety two. Um, and they dated for four months, and by February 24th, 1992, um, Kurt and Courtney were ready to get married. At the time, Nirvana had made it big and was really popular. Kurt was depressed and overwhelmed by the, by the quick fame, which um, he thought made his music less meaningful, mm. and um, he ended up coping by using heroin. The two got married on Waikiki Beach in Honolulu, Hawaii, where Courtney wore a satin and lace dress and Kurt wore plaid pajamas. <laughs> hmm. You can see the you can see the picture oh. on our website of um him in his plaid pajamas. I thought there was only one photo. No, I I hit the thumbnails cuz I was trying to oh. hide for who it was. <laughs> okay, okay. Courtney had gotten pregnant before the wedding, which was something that they both wanted. Oh, God, yes, we wanted to have a baby, Love said in the HBO documentary, Kurt Cobain, Montage of Heck. Um, She went on, we were all we had, so making a family as fast as possible was important. After the wedding, Kurt chose not to continue touring um, for the time being, and instead they went on a binge doing lots of pills and drugs, which Courtney also did, even though she was pregnant. Um, in spite of these binges, the two found moments of love and laughter, um, and the documentary features some notes from Cobain to love that say things like, you taught me it's okay to be a man, 
And Courtney, when I say I love you, I'm not ashamed, nor will anyone ever come close to intimidating me into thinking otherwise. <laughs> and um, I love you more than my mother. Oh, oh mommy issues. Yeah. Um, but their daughter, Frances Bean, was born in August of 1992. Um, and while... Cobain considered quitting Nirvana. He decided not to. And even though both he and Courtney tried to get clean, they also weren't able to stop using heroin. In 1992, Cobain had his first almost fatal overdose after performing on Saturday Night Live. And love resuscitated him. Oh. Yeah. And then in um, July 1993, Cobain had an- another overdose before performing at the New Music Seminar in New York. And um, love again resuscitated him. Oh my and, gosh. Like how yeah. with Narcan? She used that. Oh, Narcan. Yeah, I couldn't remember wow. what it was called, and I didn't write they it down. Just had yeah. it on hand. That's sad. I guess. I mean, it's a good idea. If well, yeah, that's it's responsible. The case. Nonetheless, so yeah. Um, and but in so. Because of this unstable home environment, Francis was taken from Kurt and Courtney um, by the Los Angeles County Department of Children's Services and placed in the custody of Love's sister, but they eventually did get her back. And even with um, uh, Cobain's heroin use, he tried really hard to be a good dad. The thing we're determined to do, Cobain said, is to give Francis as much love as we can. If anything is going to stop me from pursuing this rock and roll thing, it'll be her, because I don't want her to be screwed up because of it. But obviously, Kurt himself was not okay. He was still very depressed and still dealing with his lonely childhood and still faced with so much pressure from his music career. Love explained that in March of 1994, she was in London while Cobain was in Rome, and while in London, she thought about having an affair and somehow um, Cobain picked up on it, and in his already troubled state, he responded by taking 67 Rohypnol, which put him into a coma, um, and after five days in the hospital, he was released, and he and Love went back to Seattle. Um, only two weeks later, the Seattle police re- received a call from Courtney saying that Cobain had locked himself in a room, had a gun, and was suicidal. Um, but when the police got there, Cobain said that he wasn't suicidal and that he had just been hiding from love, Hmm. but they took his gun and a bottle of pills anyway. And a week after that, on March 25th, 1994, love held an intervention to address Kurt's drug use. And although it was initially unsuccessful, he eventually agreed to go to treatment in Los Angeles. And while there, everybody said that he seemed happy Um, but the day after he got there for treatment, he hopped the fence of the facility and he took a plane back to Seattle. And on April 2nd and 3rd, 1994, Kurt was seen around Seattle. And on April 3rd, Love hired a private investigator to find him. But on April 8th, electrician Gary Smith found Kurt Cobain's body at his house in Seattle with a gun pointing at his chin. There was a suicide note nearby, which was addressed to his imaginary friend from childhood. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the coroner estimated that his body had been there for a few days, that he had died by suicide on April 5th, 1994, at 27 years old. 
Um, and he also had heroin and diazepam in his system. In a 2015 interview with Loud Wit, uh, something, Love said of Cobain, nobody else was as funny, nobody was as compatible and got my jokes. It kind of fucked me up. He's a hard act to follow. I love him and I always will. Jeez. Yeah. But some people, including the private investigator Love hired to find Cobain when he disappeared from rehab, think that Kurt Cobain was actually murdered. Really? And some theorize more specifically that he was murdered by Courtney Love. Hmm. But uh, this isn't a true crime podcast, <laughs> so uh, there's lots of places you can hear about those theories, but that is the story of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. So was she... A wild ride. Was she clean at, at the end there? Because she was, like, holding interventions for him? I I don't think so. I don't know, though. Well, I mean, she must have thought he was worse off. I mean, obviously he yeah. was. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, but in the pictures, you can see, is that her, um, her, Francis, her daughter? The, you can see Francis has a baby, and then the last picture is Francis being in, yeah, Courtney Love. Is yeah. Courtney Love still alive? Sorry, Courtney yeah. Love. Okay. <laughs> I, as far as I know. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Her and Kurt both have very unique looks. Definitely. Um, I can't remember if we were recording, but when... I said this, but the the first picture I have on the website reminds me of a 2006 MySpace picture. Yeah, it definitely does. Like not not from the 90s. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> I didn't pick them. Out. I didn't. I saw just that picture and I was like, I don't know who that is. But yeah. the picture <laughs> of her with her daughter, I I recognize her there. Like I would be able mm. to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I know who that is. But mm-hmm. wow, what did it, that reminds me of another story we were talking about. What was that other story? Oh, with um. The other famous couple, the older ones, Johnny Cash. Yes, Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if Kurt Cobain would like to be compared to Johnny Cash or not. I don't know. Well, Johnny Cash came first, right? So they're both like true rock stars. Johnny Cash was country, right? But I mean, you can be a country rock star. Right? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Wild ride. Okay. Well, I have some more happy stories. <laughs> In the, good it's it's a good thing i went first it is because normally <laughs> that's me so yeah um, true <laughs> yeah okay well i have two stories and they're just like not famous people sorry i'm sure they're <laughs> wonderful people but not famous. perfect um so the first story is about amy and brendan you can look at they way. look very pacific northwest Do they? i don't even remember what they look like. <laughs> uh, let me look again oh of course it's not loading for me whatever well they're they're like a picture of them hiking it looks like or something yeah um okay so amy was 20 years old and in college and just got a job at pike place market oh at a french patisserie called ah la gosh la nope ah gavrash that doesn't even sound french (laughs) (laughs) she was learning how to make espresso drinks Um, that is a skill to have right so there are garage have you ever been to pike place market yeah okay i haven't been in in a long time probably since i was like 18 um (laughs) actually no 19 i went on my 19th birthday i remember that um there are garage style at this french patisserie there are garage style glass doors 
and they would always leave them halfway up before um, business hours to accommodate any fellow Pike Place workers to come in and get coffee, like before, af- or before. That's so nice. Actually come. Yeah, I know. So Amy was with her coworker getting trained on her first day. Did I already say this was in 1986? I don't think I said that. This is in 1986. Okay. <laughs> so Amy was training with her coworker Mary, and Mary was already like a regular worker, so she knew a lot of the other Pike Place market people including mm-hmm. one particular fishmonger oh. um so a man outfitted in the standard fishmonger attire of knee-high rubber boots and an orange apron <laughs> dipped under the half-lifted glass door and mary's like hey what's up so she obviously knew him and then amy said i knew he was someone i wanted to serve an espresso too oh <laughs> Amy's going for it. This next part is so funny. I hope you think it's funny. (laughs) So he approached her at the counter and stepped like to the side of the counter so he could see like kind of behind to place his order specifically with her. And he later admitted he was checking her out behind the counter in her white jeans. (laughs) I don't know what it is about these white pants. Oh, what's that guy's name? Pat. Pat. Yeah. Apparently, if you want somebody's attention, you should wear white pants. Well, white pants are so risky. White general. Maybe that's why. <laughs> You're a risk taker. I, I know it. <laughs> Especially working at a coffee oh, shop. Yeah. 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 Um, so they make some light conversation. She ended up somehow making him a mocha, uh, and he asked for her number. Later, Amy was asking her coworker, Mary, how well she knew this guy, and she replied, quite well. He's my brother. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they go on their first date to a local sushi bar ca- called Takata on Pike Street climb- Hill Climb. Um, She had never eaten sushi, which is bold to take someone to sushi with they've never eaten sushi on a first date. Yeah. But I guess he's a fish guy, huh? Well, yeah. And <laughs> so they, they first arrived. He went straight up to the sushi bar and ordered dinner with the sushi master all in Japanese. Oh, jeez. That's so impressive. Uh, I'd be uh, like, oh my god, <laughs> Japanese sushi, okay. I was going to say a little show off yeah. you, but... <laughs> I mean, that's that's a cool show off. I'd show that off too if I knew how to order in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she had also grown up with a family of fishermen, so she said she was okay with the smell of fish, which permeated his car. Oh, oh that's disgusting. <laughs> so gross. I could not handle that. Well, deal breaker. I could handle that right now because since I had COVID, I lost my sense of smell. So, <gasps> wait, you didn't? I didn't know that. Yeah, not my taste, which I haven't heard of that happening with people. But I only lost Just my sense of smell, smell? Not my sense of taste. Still? Yeah, I can't smell anything. It sucks. Well, it sucks, and it's kind of free. Well, go to also. Pike's place. What free? Oh. <laughs> I said go to Pike's yeah. place. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to get like glimmers of sense. Like I made coffee this morning, and I was like, oh, coffee. It's it's oh, weird. Man. You don't realize that's it really weird until it's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, um, so they dated for three years, including a long distance relationship, while Brendan studied Japanese and taught English in Tokyo. Okay, at least it's not. It, it's like an actual skill yeah. that he has. Like actually, <laughs> you know, he wasn't just like I'm going to study how to order sushi. Just you know, ten days before this, <laughs> to impress girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um they kept in touch with daily aerograms do you know what, what that is? is that i know 
I didn't know what it meant, but all it meant is like mail letters that you just transport through an airplane because you're in two different countries. So it's just a letter, yeah. like a postcard. Yeah. Well, or like oh. a piece of paper. But <laughs> I don't know why they had to call it that. It sounds cooler. Yeah, sure. <laughs> In 1989, he proposed over brunch and mimosas at Maximilian and Pike Place Market with a ring Aww. that she had her eye on, which came from a shop in the market called Ace Jewelry and Loan. So that is their Pike Place Market love story. Oh, I was wondering how you found that story because it's so specific. That's so cute. I know. Honestly, I was thinking in my head, I first went to Kurt Cobain. Mm. But oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, yeah. <laughs> But um, I just go- I was like, let me see if there's anything else. And I was like, PNW yeah. love story. Or no, I think I said Seattle specific because it was mm-hmm. easier. And this mm-hmm. these two stories popped up. And I was like, perfect. Written by the perfect. Seattle Times too. <laughs> <laughs> How cute. Yeah, this one's not as cute. So I kind of wish I said it first. Anyways, this is the second not as cute story. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are so cute. Is this from the early 2000s? You know... I don't know the date of this one, but I would assume so from her hair and his facial hair. Or, I mean... My hair. my guess In was from her top. eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> In the halter top, too, I feel like. Is yeah, definitely. Does he have facial hair? I'm picturing him with facial hair, but no. I don't think he does. No. Wait, I need a visual of them again. If my laptop wasn't dinosaur... You know, my laptop <laughs> is actually also from the last um, Ice Age. <laughs> the slowest joke. <laughs> what a stupid thing. Oh, also her um French tip nails. Or are they yeah. Are they sparkly? I, I don't think so. I think they're French tip. They might be sparkly or like shimmer French tip. Ooh. Or like a white like a pearly white, you know? Yeah, iconic. Wow, he he's nice looking. So is she. He he has nice skin. Oh. <laughs> okay, Caroline and Brad. They were introduced by their mutual friend, Emily. Emily and Brad were classmates at City University of Seattle's Master's in Teaching Graduate Program. That was a mouthful. That's a mouthful. <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> um, and then Emily and Caroline were neighbors and friends for many years on First Hill in Seattle. When Emily asked Brad if, if he wanted to date Caroline, he replied, Well, I'm unemployed and I live with my mother, so I'm not sure that I'm a catch. <laughs> At least he's honest. He knows what the situation is. You know, most people that live with their mother past like a unconventional age are not aware that it's weird. So Right. He's for it. Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) Emily said Caroline won't care about those things. And she was right. But can I just make a statement here? And I can be hated for it. I don't care. But you should care about those things. But... I think in this scenario, it's different because he was actively pursuing his master's degree. But like, you know, if you're like, I don't care if, you know, you have no ambition and goals, like (laughs) you do care. Like you do. You might not care now because he's like cute and sweet, but you care. But it's a little helpful. Yeah. Um, Emily then introduced them over email. This was the early (laughs) 2000s. (laughs) Truly. Um, so Brad and Caroline chatted on their phone here and there and then finally met in person. For the first date, Brad met Caroline outside her apartment. She said, I still remember the look of terror in his eyes when we started to date. That quickly disappeared throughout the night. (laughs) 
Honestly, I like him, and I now seeing him, I I can picture it. Yeah. Him being like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They went to the Lemongrass on Twelfth <laughs> Avenue and ordered a bottle of wine, which helped release the terror that was in his eyes. <laughs> the um, poor guy. <laughs> This th- the next part of the story. I think we can pause and laugh at because it says the weather is unseasonably stormy. But I'm like, in what season in the Pacific Northwest can you not expect it to rain? I can't think of one season or one week out of the year where you can't be like, oh, is it going to rain today? Maybe. Yeah. You like there's there's really no point in time where it might not be a terrible right. day. Right. So I'm like, unseasonably stormy does yeah. not exist. Which doesn't mean it's going to be like a monsoon. No, but, but you never know. There, there's just not a stretch of time. Ever. They're going to know. <laughs> How would they know? <laughs> um, but he wanted to go to Alki Beach after, but couldn't because the see the stormy weather, <laughs> um, which probably added to the terror. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, they got a drink at. Gordon Birch in Pacific Place and then saw a movie or oh, it was called Sicko. Sicko. I don't know. Sounds gross. I was just going to say that. <laughs> um, after the movie, Brad drove her back to her apartment and they sat his, in his truck until 3 a.m. in the alley. Scary. Ooh. Not a good idea. Well, I was thinking this whole time, like, wow, he picked her up from her apartment, drove her home, but they were introduced for, through a mutual friend, so... It's not like Joe Schmo off the street. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Like, maybe at that point, just go inside. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you couldn't in the early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) And then after conversation, they hug goodnight, and the rest is history. Aww. So sweet. That... I I find that so funny. I don't know why I find it so funny. (laughs) I mean, it's very, like, relatable. You know, I feel like that's an attainable love story. The Pike Place one is very cute because it's all, like, comes back to Pike Place. And, you know, I think they're both very Seattle. I know I focused on Seattle, but it's just right there in front of me. I had to do it. Yeah, it's a major metropolitan (laughs) area. Yeah. Those are good. Good. I'm Much happier. Like yeah. Well, you know, the good and the bad comes with love. Yeah. Right? All shapes and sizes. In Seattle. Is somebody opening doors? At my house? I heard a squeak like a door. Oh, stop. That's creepy. <laughs> That's so scary. Maybe it was something else. No. I don't know. Maybe it was in my house. Maybe it was in your house. <laughs> Let, let's say that. This is why I can't listen to scary podcasts anymore. That makes sense. But I also, if I lived in like an actual big house, I'd be more scared. But it's like, this yeah. is so small. I don't. It's a good, it's a good situation. Yeah. You don't have a yard? Yeah. Ugh. Could you imagine? My sister was like, all I want is a big yard. And I'm like, I could not. To mow? Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. No. I think it's all muddy. You. Yeah, you can even yeah. use it nine months out of the year. <laughs> um, do you have a theme for next week? I do. So I we haven't done a non-romantic type of love in a while. Yeah. So next week, let's do friend love. <gasps> friend love! 
love. Just like really good friend yeah. stories. I love that. Yeah. We really haven't done non-romantic in like... A long time. Yeah. So, since pet love. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yay. Well, I'm glad we got to discuss our roots today. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Thank you, Zane. Thanks, Zane. For the theme. Even though you're not listening. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question. I was going to ask you this in the beginning beginning do you think that you embody a pacific northwest person i don't know but i'm definitely like like i'm definitely from here and i prefer being here because i did live on the east coast for a year um i lived in pennsylvania that's where i did my first year of college um and i transferred from there so fast because i just hated it there Mm. i felt like people weren't as nice and or like smiley you know i don't know it's just different yeah yeah i i don't think i could place you anywhere else that's interesting yeah hmm but i feel like i feel like i could see you other places well but i could too (laughs) yeah (laughs) because i went to new york yeah for a little bit and i could totally see myself living there yeah me too if my parents came with i would totally like leave but i don't want to really (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know well your dad's from new york yeah he is and i yeah you know it i can see like besides the um racism and conservatism conservatism that's cons- conservativeness of parts <laughs> of the east coast um i could see similar values you know like family mm-hmm. values and stuff like that mm-hmm. that i relate to but i don't know i love yeah. i love washington i would be completely yeah. happy living here for the rest of my life so yeah anyways Except for the fact that we can't take care of plants. Well, that's not a, you know what? Uh, <laughs> it's green here, but not in my home. <laughs> it's not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Deal breaker to, yeah. to living here. You get to keep your PNW card membership. I appreciate it. Yeah, I make the rules here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok, and rate and review, please. Thanks for listening. Bye.